Hello, welcome to my podcast about digital literacies. My name is Beth Tanton. I am a teacher of 15 years and I specialise in supporting children with SEN. This course has really prompted some deep thinking for me about technology, its role in education, but also a deeper thinking about the purpose of education and I guess how education is going to look in the future and how it should look. So I, in this podcast, I'm going to start by thinking about maybe some considerations and implications that I feel we are facing right now. And then at the end, I'm going to talk more long term. So I'll begin by thinking about safeguarding. I think it's become really clear to me that we as teachers need to be able to critically engage with ed tech and previously I would have very much thought about this in terms of the effectiveness of a certain app how relevant that might be to my setting but I think as educators we really do need to be more aware of the ethical implications of the technology we invite into our classrooms and this includes privacy settings, um, issues around how data is used, but also we need to consider the profit-driven and commercial aspects of that and the mental health implications. And I think that, honestly, I feel we are a little unprepared to do this adequately. I was reflecting on Nadim Zahawi's speech to the BET conference in 2022, where he said teachers should be critically assessing digital products and make sure there's a good evidence base, but that the role of government really wasn't to regulate this. He, you know, they were there to guide us. Um, And then he turned to the conference and said to the tech providers themselves you know it's really your responsibility to share your evidence base so i think that gives an indication of the government's understanding of its role in the edtech sector which is very to my mind quite a neoliberal market driven position where you know the regulation is quite minimal so we as teachers need to understand the risks we need to know how we evaluate a product and how ethical it is and I think we also need to ensure that we educate our students around some of those risks and this was a recommendation in the NFER 2010 paper about digital literacies um, and it recommended that just we speak very openly and clearly to learners about privacy concerns, um, use of their data Uh, And I think I would probably broaden that out and say that it's really helped me to have that historical and political context, um, particularly the dark post-human Polsky's thoughts around theft of personhood. So it's really thinking as educators, how do we kind of take that that knowledge and share it in an appropriate way that will keep learners safe? And finally, I wanted to mention Susan Greenfield's book Mind Change because I think as educators we should be aware of the impact of social media and digital literacies on children's mental health and we should and I think it's quite ironic that often in schools we're presented with an app as the solution 
for some of these children who are experiencing you know mental health difficulties and i think this is another theme that has recurred for me through the course is that often technology um, ai most notably recently is presented as as a solution to a lot of deeper problems and i think sometimes the solution allows a situation to persist almost like a sticking plaster on something so a child maybe doesn't need an app for mindfulness we need a bigger restructuring we need to rethink some more fundamental things about education and about media and social media the next thing I wanted to talk about briefly was equity and accessibility. So I think as educators, we need to really understand that access currently is not equal. I thought it was really interesting in the Scottish Borders um, example that even when every single child was provided with an iPad, that didn't immediately translate into complete equity because there were still issues around Wi-Fi access and the ability to charge devices at home. So I think we need to understand that we should always be striving towards greater inclusivity, greater access, but also acknowledging for ourselves and for the students we teach that it's a privilege if we have this and it comes with a responsibility. And I think as educators, we're also going to find ourselves really caught in this um, situation where these advances will be happening. We will be able to see these huge benefits that our students could gain from access to technology. But we will be stuck with a, an, an infrastructure challenge, a funding crisis in schools uh, and an inability for many of us and many of our students to reach and make the most out of these technologies for humanity. And this leads me on to my final point on this, which is that as a teacher, I feel I have a responsibility to really try and make the most out of the technology that exists to benefit my learners. I have seen in my schools children who have English as an additional language, you know, and through a device, they are able to receive live translation and immediately join that lesson. And same with students who have dyslexia and previously really faced this frustration of understanding but not being able to record and demonstrate their understanding in writing and now you know there's so many different ways that they can show their understanding and show their creativity whether that's a speech to text app or padlet or video recording there are so many different ways that we can give students a voice give them dignity and really move from a position of integrating them into a, a class and a system that doesn't hugely work for them to you know meaningful inclusion so I'm very passionate about that and I, I really want to try and um, as Sal Khan said really fight and really push for the you know the, the very best that we, we can get from technology for humanity for education and finally, and I'm aware I've gone hugely over time, but I just wanted to say that I think the final thing this course has really done for me is to make me think about the purpose of digital technology, but also the purpose of education. Uh, you know, as we are approaching this fifth revolution in terms of AI and data, what becomes the purpose of education? How does it look? How are we going to need to change the structure of it um, 
I was really impacted by the microbits, the microbit study that we looked at, um, and the findings that the children became really motivated when their learning had a purpose that impacted on their local community and the environment. And I wonder how much does our curriculum encourage that and I looked at the national curriculum for England and it really so it really doesn't seem to have a future direction in mind I mean it talks about teaching children the best that has been thought and said which I think we can all get on board with but its main purpose its main aim was to give children essential knowledge they need to be educated I feel that we need a mission <laughs> and I was really inspired by Kefu Lee when he talked about caring our ability to care and our ability to love being what makes us human and different from um, alternative or AI so how do we as educators prepare children for a future that we don't really fully understand yet we can't fully anticipate but where we imagine what will make us special and unique is our ability to care and love and what does education look like in that context and our role as teachers and I think it's terrifying and hugely inspiring and exciting at the same time so thank you so much for this course which has really inspired me and uh, I'm looking forward to doing a lot more reading on it and and developing further thank you